Hello everybody, welcome to the first Track Pulse podcast. Today we are going to speak to Len Han, who is the CEO of the Han Shoe Company, which are a very exciting shoe. No problem. Um, so, so what's your what's your uh, interest in in uh, in shoes in general? You know, what what is it that you like? What is it you object to? What's your interest in this thing? I think it's just the like difference um, that they make on sort of 5k, 10k um, up to like the marathon and just the difference between your everyday like racing flat and then uh, like the Vaporfly for example and just okay. what sort of difference it make. So is your shoe, yeah, is your right. shoe like um, a racing shoe or... Okay, so this first one that we're putting out, you know, this first shoe is going to be kind of a general purpose trainer. And it's for, it's, it's a training day shoe for you, yeah. but it's a, a full-time shoe for someone who has mobility issues or chronic pain, you know? Mm. And so yeah. we're not trying to make the lightest possible shoe this first go round because, you know, we want your mom wearing it and your uncle and the old guy next door who, who can barely get out to the mailbox, you know? And, yeah. and, and, and in that sense, yeah, it was, go ahead. It go was ahead. interesting watching um, your testimonials and how some people were just average runners, some were elite and some were just um, people on their day, uh, on their feet all day and just wearing them for sort of comfort and um, general use. Well, and, and, so, and so our whole focus is on fatigue reduction, you know, and eventually when we can prove it, you know, injury reduction, okay? It turns out that the, uh, the athletic performance is kind of a spin-off benefit, but, you know, it's a pretty good spin-off benefit because if you look at a track shoe, okay, the, the, the chief feature other than the traction, you know, the spikes, the chief feature is the lightweight, okay, on a shoe like that. There's no cushioning really, you know, it's a slipper with, with spikes. Um, and that works great, unless, unless there's the opportunity to actually um, conserve energy, you know, to return energy and use it again. And that's what we've come up with, okay, let me, so you've seen the you've seen the original shoe, and I know we're a podcast, okay? So everyone for the podcast is going to have to go to handshoes h a n n s h o e s dot com to look at a picture of our shoe. But when you do, when you do look at a picture, it'll it'll blow your mind a little bit because instead of looking like a training shoe, it's got these big ellipses, these big carbon fiber ellipses in it, and a hinge. Okay, and a hinge in the forefoot, and and this is our original shoe that you're seeing right here. That's what's on the, that's what's on the Kickstarter right now. And then these, look, the paper's still in them. No one's worn them yet. They just came in from the the sample factory, and they're they're over an ounce lighter. Okay, uh, and and right now the shoe is at about thirteen point two ounces. Okay. Um, which you know is is okay for a trainer, but 
along with the shoes, they shipped us parts, you know, and you, know, yeah. you can see this, this midsole is 74 grams. We're going to be able to cut out at least 15 more grams from this when I sculpt it, when we re-sculpt it. So uh, we should be able to get this, you know, under 350 grams. We should be able to get this down to around 330, okay? And, and so that's reasonably light, but even crazier, though, is that like Road Trail Run, okay, did a, did a review of the show uh, on his channel, Sam Weinbaum. And he came back, and, and we've heard this from others as well. He came back and said that this shoe runs like a shoe that's four ounces lighter than it is. You know, so mm. if we can get this yeah. down to 12, if we can get this down to 12, it'll run, or, or a little under, it'll run like a shoe that's eight. You know? And you're like, well, why yeah. would it do and that? Then it's over, yeah. Go ahead. Well, then it then it's like um, a racing shoe then, and you can. But then it's also you can use it for everyday use. Well, everyday training, and and the big difference is okay. So foam, okay, and I'm holding up a, a foam squeeze ball like you would use for you know sitting at your desk, okay. Um, foam. The problem with foam is that it's it's soft and it's soft and then it's hard, soft, soft, hard. It bottoms out, okay. And here's an even crazier thing. It's a little sciency. Um, you know, when I squeeze this and open up, it, it looks like it's coming back at a good speed, right? But when you put it on the bottom of your foot, given the speed at which your feet turn over, it's actually expanding in the air after your foot's left the ground. You're not getting that energy back. If you stick a temperature probe into the side of a foam shoe in winter, okay? You know, when you first start out for a training run, it feels all clunky, like my shoes are made of wood, you know. But after a couple miles, yeah. you don't notice it. You don't notice it anymore. After a couple miles, it's like it feels normal. The shoe has warmed up internally. The foam midsole is like seven or eight degrees Fahrenheit warmer than when you started. And all that all that running energy that you're that you're generating, it's going into making the shoe hotter. Who cares about that? You know, who cares about that? What we want, so what we want to do, what we want to do is we want to create something. And what I'm holding here is a carbon fiber structure that looks like a flattened tube. Like if you got a cardboard tube out of, um, if you got a cardboard tube out of uh, paper towels and you flattened it onto the desk and then cut it to be the width of a shoe, it, it's like, it's like an ellipse, you know, a flattened oval with two points on the ends. And and the thing of it is, listen to this, okay? It rings like a guitar body and you can't even squeeze it. You can't yeah. even squeeze this with your hands, but when you stand on it, like in a running gait, when you stand on it, 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 <clears throat> it compresses nice and evenly and smoothly, okay? Nice and evenly and smoothly. And then when your yeah. body passes over the center of the shoe, it's like a teeter-totter. It starts extending and it preloads the forefoot suspension. So the heel extends, it preloads the forefoot. And then as your body continues forward, it, you roll up onto the ball of your foot and the, the rocker, the curve of this whole thing, it gives it mechanical advantage to push you, to push you right into the next step. Yeah. And so here's the crazy thing. A, 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 a track flat, if you took out the, the a track spike, if you took out the spikes, 
and just ran it on a treadmill, okay? And then you put a mask on and you're measuring gas in, gas out, you know, from the atmosphere and your, ex your exhaled breath and you're measuring the oxygen content, okay? Any shoe, any shoe, if you're doing that on a treadmill, any shoe is gonna measure about the same oxygen consumption rate as any other shoe. Any foam shoe, certainly, and certainly any track spike. You know, it's the same person on the same treadmill on the same yeah. day, same pace. All you're doing is measuring the gas in, gas out. Well, when we tested this shoe, when we tested this shoe in, in one of the top biomechanical running test labs in uh, Calgary, Alberta, Canada, with Dr. Ben O'Neig, who's a big, a big figure in, in that world, in the biomechanical testing world, compared to a foam shoe, okay, and, and it's, it's a funny story. When we went in to do this test, okay, the, hang on a second. The test, the test guys were discouraged. They were like, oh, a comparative O2 test. I'm like, why are you discouraged? And it's like, well, you think you're gonna see a difference, don't you? You think there's gonna be a difference? I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm. I do. And they're like, there's never a difference. You know, one shoe to the other, it's like 0.1, 0.2%, you know, that's all you're gonna see. And we're like, well, you know, let's try it. Let's see what happens. And we put our shoe, on half the guys and the control shoe on the other half of the guys and ran it. And instead of being 0 0.1, 0.2% different, we were 10 times that, 2.2% lower system, systemic oxygen consumption. 2.2%, that's like, that's, like, that's like running 0.6 miles of a marathon lap. Yeah, yeah, and if you think of that, that's, I mean, it's a huge amount of time taken off it, well it, yeah. okay, so, like, so look, I, you can't see this in the podcast but i'm holding up the very first shoe i was able to run in a marathon okay that i built myself okay with 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 suspension elements you know that i that i cooked in my own oven and my previous pr in the marathon in nine marathons was 438 okay four hours and 38 um minutes and running that shoe yeah. in, in the marathon, I cut 15 minutes off my previous PR. Wow. 6%, 6% I cut off. And, and people say, oh, was your yeah. training better that year? It's like, well, I was, a, I was a pace group leader for the marathon training group that I, that I was part of the club I was in. And for 17 years, I did this. And so, you know, and my, pre, my previous PR had been set like five years ago. So, did I train better? No, it was the same. Did I eat better? No, it was the same. Well, what changed? Well, all I got was older. I was like five years older, you know, and I still cut 15 minutes off. And the thought was, yeah. the thought was, man, if, if, if we can just get this shoe out to the public, out to people, it'll change their lives, you know? And so the, 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 the walking around shoe and the training day shoe could also be their race shoe, you know? Not for track guys, but for everybody else. Yeah. Um, and and yeah. here we are. The, the Kickstarter is running right now, and and there's only eight days left of the Kickstarter uh, before you won't be able to get this anymore. You know, to order it. And here's the crazy thing: um, like a, a Vaporfly goes for about two hundred and fifty dollars, right? 
Okay, right? Our shoe, we're selling yeah. it on the Kickstarter. We're selling this on the Kickstarter for $99. That's that's like 73 pounds. Whoa. <laughs> exactly. Isn't that awesome? And oh, yeah, we're doing so that. A, um, yeah, so I bought a pair of Nike Pegasus 37s yeah. or... Um, and they were, they're about 105 pounds. Okay. So to think of that and that you can use them for everything, um, your shoes, like that would be amazing. Um, well, when yeah. people think of like the Vaporfly, uh, it's meant to be about 5% difference. So when you say yeah. 6%, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's massive. Yeah. Well, the original Vaporfly was called the the Vaporfly four percent you know um and that and and you know that that's no one's ever, i've never gotten a clear answer what they meant by four percent you know somebody told me it was um that it was energy return somebody told me it was rolling resistance you know somebody said it was reduced time okay and that that makes a lot of sense i think it might be reduced time but yeah the the marathons that people have run they've all gotten around the races people have run they've all gotten around six percent with this shoe oh that is a phenomenal so, amount well and 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 so that's why we're selling them at such a low price we're trying to get them on as many feet as we can you know in this first go round because after the kickstarter it's going to go back up to you know 180 dollars 200 dollars something like that you know I mean, we have to, it's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's an expensive shoe to build, you know, but, well, and so here's, but here's what makes the price acceptable. Okay. Something like a Vaporfly, you know, a regular foam running shoe, like here's a, here's a, here's a Hoka. Okay. You know, and they're a great shoe. And this is, this is the Carbon X. Okay. You can see the plate inside the carbon x and and it's a nice shoe and you know like a regular foam shoe you're lucky to get maybe 400 miles out of it right okay would you agree guys yeah that's what i was going to ask next yeah okay so so um, some people say that the vaporfly... sorry yeah okay uh, some well, people say that the vaporfly only lasts 100 see that's the joke that's that's the joke about that is that um, it costs two hundred and fifty dollars and that's how many miles you get, you know, because it's it's an especially fragile foam that they're using, you know, high rebound but fragile, okay, and so and so I've actually gotten yeah. and logged I've logged on a previous earlier version pair of these eight hundred miles that I've run. Whoa. And and the only re and the only reason I retired them was that the upper started ripping out, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so, and and so and so if even if the shoe cost two hundred dollars, okay, but went twice as long as a regular running shoe, well, that would be with all these with six percent cut in your in your in your race time, you know, that's still a great deal because it's like two pairs of one hundred dollar shoes. What's not yeah. to like? Yeah. yeah. And there's a green, What's sort of a like? green thing. There's sort of a green thing, too. It's like you're throwing away half as many shoes this way. Mm. Yeah. So, so we, will, we will send you guys the link. You know, we'll send you the, 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 a link to download the audio 
You can edit it any way you want. Um, yeah. And then put it put it out with our the link to our Kickstarter. We're, we're we've sold a lot of shoes in the UK. You know, mm. we're going to be shipping yeah. a bunch over there, and so and so you guys can contribute to that. You can get everyone hooked yeah, on. Yeah. 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 Um, what other questions can I answer for you? Um, I had a few. Uh, what sort of made made you like want to make the sh this shoe and make it as the best it could be? Oh, what what made me want to make it? Yeah, what where did the idea come from? I, I I've been an an engineer my whole life and a uh, 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 a gearhead, you know sports cars, motorcycles, that sort of thing. When, when full suspension came into bicycles, okay, into mountain bikes, yeah. um, you, you probably don't know this. When full suspension came into mountain bikes, okay, course times went down. The course records went down. They got faster. But those mm -hmm. bikes are heavier. Those bikes weighed more, but they got faster. Why is that? Well, the suspension was doing the work for the rider to make him more comfortable. And so he had more energy or she, you know, the rider had more energy to put into going faster, cutting the course time. And so suspension made a big difference in cross country bike racing. And mm. in running marathons and running marathons, you know, and, tra and just training, running in general, I got the sense that foam was a really inelegant material to be putting under your, my feet, you know? It's just not doing it. You know, it just feels dead. The shoes get, the shoes start out good and then they progressively get worse. Every step you take, you know, burns a little bit of, of its life off. And so I was thinking, well, what would, what would really make running, what would transform running? What would transform running into a whole different experience? And the answer that came up was really resilient suspension, you know? And then, so yeah. that's, that's what, that's what led to, you know, developing these composite suspension elements. That's what led to figuring out exactly how to incorporate them in the shoe, you know, with the hinge. And that's what led, I mean, okay, so there was 20 years in between there, right? Um, that's what led, you know, we, we worked with a couple of different shoe companies. We never quite got to market for different reasons, silly reasons, really. Yeah. But now here we are. It's on sale now, and it'll be it'll be out this yeah. fall. We're trusting. Um, What's that? I was watching your um, interview with Roger Run. Yeah, and uh, it was it's, it's fascinating how you, you you know you were saying how suspension has de developed in other sports such as skiing and and cycling, but it, how it hasn't really hit running so much with shoes. And that is taking this long. You, you know, I, I've had Which people. Is, you know, yeah. It, it's 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 been a while, and I've had people ask me, you know, why have you been working on this thing for twenty years? You know, why would you keep pushing this stone up the hill for twenty years? And once you guys get a chance to put these on yourselves, and. Once you get a chance to put them on yourselves and go for a couple miles, you'll know. You'll know why why I yeah. hung in there because because it, it changes running fundamentally. 
And it's weird. It yeah. feels a little yeah. bit. It feels a little bit like a cross between the running you know now, and like maybe working an elliptical trainer. You know, it feels yeah. floaty. It's, it's like the regular shoe you're running in. It's like it's like your regular shoe, but you can't quite push it all the way to the ground. It's just floating over the ground. Yeah. Would you say it's quite hard to um, transition from just your everyday like shoe to your shoe? Or would it, you know, or does it just come quite naturally? Okay, so, so there's two answers to that. Uh, the first answer is it takes about three miles, you know? Yeah. Once you, once you settle into it, once you, like, let the shoe do what it does, once you let it work, uh, and it takes people about three miles. I'll go running with them when they first tried it, and they're like, whoa, this is weird, Len. You know, this feels kind of funny, you know, and and they're they're trying to alter their gait and stuff, and they're 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 trying to figure out how should I run in this. And then we get talking. I'll I'll start talking with them and say, you know, um, just focus on your breathing. You know, I'll say just focus on your breathing. Just get into a rhythm. Let the rhythm let the rhythm find you. And in about three miles, they're like, holy cow, you know, uh, it feels great. And 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 that's one answer. The second answer is, um, you know, give it a couple weeks. Give it a couple weeks, and, yeah. and 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 if people, here's the crazy thing: if people run in these for a couple weeks, I'll say, okay, now put on your old shoe, put on your old shoe, and it's like the shoe, the, their foam shoe, and it's like, and it could be brand new, their their old shoe could be a brand new shoe, and it's like, put on your old shoe and go around the block, and they take off and they come back and they go, this thing stinks, this thing feels so dead, it feels so flat, you know. It feels so awful. It's like, but that's a brand yeah. new shoe, right? And it's like, well, it feels awful. Um, you really quickly get used to the energetic feel of the of the suspension pushing you. You know, it's like, and once you get it, once you get it, you don't want to, you don't want to have to not have it anymore. I I I hate foam mm. shoes now. I've run I've run ten marathons in these. Okay. And so, you know, uh, and, yeah. and there's, a, there's a lot of foam shoes that I, I like, but, you know, they're still foam shoes. They can't help it, you know. Mm. We got um, to would you say that, yeah. um, would you say that um, it also, like, helps reduce injuries and um, helps you get back from injuries? Okay, so, so, so there's, what I, there's what I can say that I can prove. And I've proved in the lab that the shoe burns less oxygen, okay? That's what we've proved. But think about it. Um, the only way to burn less oxygen is to work your muscles less hard, right? And so my own yeah. experience, my own experience of the shoe is that the recovery is really, really faster from a long run. Than I've, I've run back-to-back -back marathons a week apart and had a good time in both marathons using this shoe. Yeah. It was just like one more training run, you know, before the marathon. Um, mm. So, you know, and, 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 and all the people who, who are on our website who had mobility issues, who had, you know, chronic pain and had it go away, it, it's, it's how the shoe is managing the energy that's, that's helping them, that's making them feel better. So yeah, I do think it'll show up to be able to reduce injuries, you know, and maybe even help you heal from them or prevent them. We'll have to prove it, you know, uh, over time. But 
the interesting thing that I hear from the track guys is that they always want to do two conflicting goals. They're always telling me, and, and, and the elite marathoners, the elite runners, they're saying they want to do two conflicting goals. They want to have high quality training, you know, up-tempo runs, speed work, hill work. They want to do high quality training, but they also want to do a high volume of training. And if you're going to do a high volume, yeah. you got you to cut back the quality or you'll get hurt. Or if you want to do high quality, you got to cut back the volume or you'll get hurt. Well, what I've heard from a lot of people is you can do both high quality and high volume. And if you can, if you've got a tool, a shoe that lets you do that and not hurt your body, you're going to be a faster runner. Yeah. You know? Wow. Have you like uh, sort of run throughout your life or come from a running background? You know, I, I, I started running in college recreationally, you know, in engineering school, just recreationally. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, not, I was never a, a, a high school or a college track athlete or cross country. Um, but running recreationally, you know, very quickly, I started doing five K's, you know, 10 K's and worked my way up to halves and, and full marathons. Um, and at this point I've done, you know, I know people who have done like the marathon maniacs. I know people who have done 400 marathons, which is insane. You know, I, I've done 21 marathons at this point Wow! Yeah. In, my, in my career. But along the way, it's not like I've done 21 of the same marathon. I've, I've learned a lot and that allowed me to build this, you know? So I went to school to build this. <laughs> yeah, definitely worth it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it, 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 because the experience, okay, the experience of running this in the marathon, that time that I cut 15 minutes off, okay, that first one. Well, Chicago's a crowded marathon, and you hate to weave through the traffic, through the crowd, because that'll, that'll add a half a mile, you know? Um, yeah. But it felt like I always had gas to accelerate diagonally through the crowd, to get out of, you know, to set up for the corner and to, and to you know, get out of a pack of slower traffic, you know, to, to shoot past it. And... Yeah. At the half at the halfway mark, at the halfway mark, um, I was looking at my watch and it's like, holy cow, I'm 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 on pace for a good PR for me, right? And so I picked it up yeah. and ran a and ran a negative split. The second half of the marathon was faster yeah. than the first half, you know. And the last yeah. mile, I mean, the last mile really of the marathon. Um, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just saying how um, rare that is. I know, I know, especially yeah. for a, for a non-elite guy, you know, middle of the pack guy. And the last mile of the marathon was the fastest of all for me. So clearly I left some gas, you know, in the tank. Yeah. But, and since then, okay, since then I've, I've equaled, I've come really close to equaling that PR, but I've never beat it, you know. Um, but still, you know, 15 minutes, I'll take it. I'm happy with it. You know, yeah, and I can't, I can't wait to see what other people get. You know, we had, we had one woman who got a stress fracture before her marathon, and I had shoes for her, and and she said, well, bring the shoes. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll wear them when I watch the marathon. You know, that I'm not running, and she called me uh, the day before the marathon. You know, she'd been wearing the shoes for a few days. Uh, we were out of town. We were in D.C. at for the Marine Corps marathon. And she called me and said, I'm going to run the marathon. I'm like, 
with your stress fracture, you know, your, your lower fibula stress fracture? And she said, yeah. She said, I feel great. I've been walking all over town in your shoes. And I said, well, okay, give it a shot. And she did. She ran the marathon, no pain, um, not yeah. a 15-minute PR, but, you know, she, she hit the time goal she did have. And, and, you know, continued wearing the shoes for weeks afterwards and had no pain. And then when she went back to her, you know, high end, you know, foam shoe, she said she went out for like a, a, an eight mile run and, it, and at two miles into it, all of a sudden her leg is just on fire again. It's just hurting. And she called me just spitting mad. It's like, why? I thought I was healed. You know, why is the stress factor hurting again? And it's like, you just got to, you know, you have to wear the shoes longer you know, for it to fully heal, you know, you were aggravating it yeah. again. And so, and so that's, that's anecdotal. That's one person, you know, but I think that's how it's going to work, you know, over time with more people, we'll find out. Yeah. Um, do you have sort of any like uh, elite athletes that you're sort of contacting and trying to get them to wear the shoes? You know, um, Again, this first one's going to be more like a trainer, you know, so we're not trying to put it on any elite feet, you know, yet. Uh, but I have talked with elite athletes, you know, who've worn it and tried it and have really liked it, you know, and they're saying, you know, bring it on, you know, make, make it as light as you can for the first one. And I'll probably end up racing it. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll see what happens. And, and yeah, ultimate, ultimate. And here's, I was just talking with, um, I was just talking with uh, an elite triathlete this morning and, and she was in Germany. And I asked her, um, I asked her, I said, do you guys have any limitations? You know, can, can you wear vapor flies if you want to? And she said, oh, we can wear anything. They don't care. You know, what are, if, if I can put it on my feet, I can run in it. And after we talked about the shoe and went through all the data, you know, she was like, here's my size, you know, send it as soon as you can, you know. Oh, oh, and here's another piece. Um, one of the testimonials on our website is from a Dr. Mike Leahy, okay? And he's, he's the guy who invented ART, soft tissue therapy, but he is also yeah. himself, he also has completed 45 Ironman triathlons, full length, you know, which, well, which is yeah. kind of a big deal. And, and he himself says that, in his opinion, there's no better shoe to get off the bike and start running in than this. And so, and so yeah. he, he's, or, he's ordered a few pairs too. Yeah. I mean, um, with triathlon, especially you're wanting, I mean, they've probably an Ironman, you've been not on your feet, but sort of uh, going for like hours. And then you, you just want something that will like give you spring in your step and get you forward. Well, oh, oh, that oh, light oh. transition. Yes. Well, and, 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 oh, when you said the spring in your step part, you know, at the end of a long race where you're fatigued, I have people ask me, you know, because there's a heel unit in here, okay? I have people ask me, it's like, well, what if I'm a four-foot runner, Len? You know, uh, will this do anything for me? And we've, we've done studies of people, even like a 1,500 meter, okay? We've watched people with slow motion cameras and, you know, they, the first lap or two, sure, they're up on their forefoot. By the end of the, of the 1500 meter, you know, everyone's, everyone's into the heel. 
everyone is working to heal, you know, and, and we ask them, we, I, we ask those runners. So, you know, what's your feedback? How did you like it? You know, in your 1500 race. And they're like, Oh, I really felt like I was able to maintain my form for the whole race. I felt like I was right up on my toes, you know, yeah. they were in there. They were into the heels so hard, you know, I mean, yeah. think about it. Everyone, everyone, you know, if you ever watch a relay race, they hand the baton off and the new guy is like, bam, he goes out of the gate like a bullet. You know, the guy who, who came in with the baton, he was fatiguing. He was getting tired. You know, yeah. he'd, 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 he'd left it all on the track. And so everyone ends up getting into the heel and it helps you maintain your form, you know, when you're fatiguing. And so, yeah. and so, you know, it, it, it has a, it has a purpose for four foot strikers, for mid foot strikers. It'll work for everybody. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, very interesting indeed. I mean, it's just, just incredible to think how, not, you know, not being disrespectful, how no one has thought of this before. It's like every invention, you know, I mean, there's got to be the first one, you know. <laughs> Yeah. And the cool the cool thing is, okay, I'm old, right? You know, but but at least but at least it's invented, you know. You you guys, you get to run it your whole lives now. How awesome is that? Yeah. Cuz 21 mar 21 marathons yeah. later, 21 marathons later, I, and a whole life of running and training later, I've gotten like an inch shorter. In, in over the course of like the last two decades, oh. you know, the last 20 years. I've actually lost an inch, you know, and I'm sure it's all, you know, my knees are fine. My hips are fine. My ankles are fine. You know, I can run just fine, but I, I suspect that it has a lot to do with the pounding of regular shoes. And I would like yeah. to see, I would, I would love to have seen what happened if I had been able to run this my whole life, you know, would, would I still have gotten that, you know, spine compression thing going? Would I have gotten shorter? I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. I but you guys get to you guys get to run it your whole lives, and we've gotten feedback from people. We've had we've had people try these where a young guy like had a got a bone growth plate injury, you know, a separation on the long bone of the leg, the femur, and wore the shoe, yeah, wore the wore the shoe and ended up healing, you know. And so I, I think yeah. I think this I think this might be able to prevent you know uh, overuse training injuries in younger people too. Yeah. And if we can prove if we can um, prove that, yeah. if we can prove that, that would be awesome. Yeah, and it's only gonna sort of go up from here because you've sort of started like a, a legacy of people who are gonna keep making it better, hopefully. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, there and yeah. like the one that when the first iPhone came out, you know, it was a miracle, right? Because um you had web browsing, sort of, you know, you had iPod music in it that worked pretty well. And you had a phone all in one little unit, right? And I would walk around telling people, you know, this thing is a miracle and it's the worst iPhone Apple will ever make. It's the worst one. Yeah. The next one will be better. And the one after that will be better. And it's like, well, you know, this thing is a miracle, a, a solid, no kidding miracle for running shoes. And it's the worst one we'll ever make. They're always going to be, I yeah. mean, from here on out, developing it, they're going to get better and better and better. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, it's going to be exciting.
evolution right. of the hand shoe. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Long after, long after I'm gone, you know, uh, there'll be a page in Wikipedia, you know, saying, "Here's the suspension," you know, "Here's where it came from," mm. and that's cool because, because, yeah, and that's cool because everyone, you know, who's got pain, okay, we we put these on a lot of people. We've kind of specialized in that. We put these on a lot of people with pain, older people, overweight people, you know, people with hip replacements, knee replacements, and they've all felt better. You know, they've all felt yeah. better. And so, and so, it, you know, it's like, why, why pop ibuprofen all day long when all you could do is change your shoes, you know, yeah, not hurt. Especially for the price that you're offering as well. Well, Which and, is and, just, and that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's like a marketing thing for us. You know, the low price is to get it out to as many people as we can. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 